tells the story of the world and of our lives. Sometimes that history goes bump in the night. Broadcasting from the center of oddity and the supernatural in Central Florida, it's the History Goes Bump podcast. Hello, you spectacular people. Welcome to the History Goes Bump podcast. Ghost tours for the theater of the mind. I am your host, Diane. And this is Denise. And we are back on the road. Road trip 2015. It's day two. We're doing Louisville, Kentucky on this show. We had a fabulous time hanging out in Louisville. Unfortunately, we didn't get to do a ghost tour there because there was none available and that we could take the dogs. But we did go to a location that is haunted, and that's the Mega Cavern. There's an Indian girl that haunts that. We'll tell you a little bit about that later. So, Denise, we got to go see something else really cool when we were in Louisville, something that a lot of people have probably seen on TV many times, but we'd never seen in real life. Yes, we got to go to Churchill Downs, the home of the Kentucky Derby. And it is a magnificent structure. It's really, really neat to see it. And they were actually running races yesterday, which was unfortunate for the jockeys and the horses because it poured rain all day yesterday so they were running in mud but the cool thing is we could see the races from outside of Churchill Downs because they have a huge screen that is up above everything yes and it was just an absolutely like Diane said magnificent building I have pictures that we'll post on the website when we get home or when we get to a place where we can do so well why don't we start by telling y'all a little bit about Louisville and its history Again, as we were surprised to find out that Chattanooga was the fourth largest city in Tennessee, Louisville is the largest city in the state of Kentucky. I know, that came as a shock to me, and I'm like, maybe I need to go take a geography class because these city sizes completely elude me. Many famous figures from history have their roots in Louisville. This includes President Zachary Taylor and Lewis and Clark. Part of their expedition was here as well. Louisville is famous for being the home of the Kentucky Derby, as we just mentioned. Also, Kentucky Fried Chicken. You also have the Louisville Slugger here. And... The making of bourbon. And I know a lot of our listeners are probably big fans of bourbon. The reasons for Louisville being home to greatness in horses and bourbon were answered on our tour when we did the Louisville Mega Cavern. This whole cavern has been man-made. And a lot of the stone and the rocks and the soil that is down there is made out of limestone and magnesium. And there's some other minerals that are in there as well. Those two things, though, limestone and magnesium, contribute to making the grass more nutrient here in the Louisville area. And so it makes for stronger horses. So that's why a lot of people bring their horses out here to raise them and to grow them so that they are really strong and good racehorses. And when they make bourbon, they use the limestone water because what it ends up doing is giving the bourbon a more pleasing texture and smoother taste. So that's why a lot of people prefer bourbon over whiskey because it's not so pungent or strong like whiskey. Louisville is named for King Louis XVI of France and was founded in 1778 by George Rogers Clark. And if that name sounds similar to Lewis and Clark, it's because... He is related. In 1780, the Virginia General Assembly approved the charter for the city of Louisville. 
Forts became the first homes in Louisville because of a fear of raids by Native Americans. Louisville's location near the water helped it to grow because goods had to be unloaded here and moved from this location. So it was a hot spot when it came to being a shipping port. Runaway slaves found safe haven in Louisville during the Civil War, and the city became a stronghold for Union forces, which I found interesting, Denise, because you would have thought Kentucky, probably very Southern. Absolutely, you think more Confederate here than Union, but, you know, it is what it is. The interesting thing is, though, Kentucky got to be known as a Confederate state because after the war, the South kind of took over the area and took over the industry, and then it became more of a Confederate, even though we were a United States again, stronghold. So they called them a Confederate state kind of considered them to be traitors a little bit at that time. Speaking of the Kentucky Derby, the first Kentucky Derby was held in 1875. That's a long time ago. Churchill Downs was the location and has been to this day. Although in 1875, it was named the Louisville Jockey Club. I kind of like Churchill Downs better. Absolutely, because jockey kind of gives you a different... I mean, I worked on the jockeys, and so that was really cool. I used to do massage at one of the racetracks in Colorado, but jockey always kind of brings up the thought of underwear more than (laughs) little guys on horses. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't think that way, but... I tell you, jockeys have a very dangerous job, though. In the time that you were working out at the track, they were... What did they get their collarbones broken when they get thrown and stepped on? That is very true, Diane. And the fatality rate is pretty high amongst jockeys. I'd never known, I guess, thought about how dangerous that profession is. But jockey riding those horses is very, very dangerous. Major setbacks for the city occurred when Mother Nature hit hard. First, there was the terrible tornado in 1890 that killed nearly 120 people. Several decades later, the Great Flood of 37 hit. Flood walls were built after this. So very similar to Chattanooga, Denise, in that they learned their lesson the hard way and started building up after it was flooded. 70% of Louisville was underwater. And that's just would be very, very hard, especially back in those days and age because they didn't have the, the rescue and stuff that we do today. The city today is a blend of old and new with many neighborhoods featuring Victorian homes. We got to see, there was a a district that we went through yesterday. It just had some gorgeous Victorian homes. Remind us a lot of uh, downtown Denver with the way the homes were. Some of the old in this city has to do things that go bump in the night. Louisville has its share of hauntings. Louisville is one of the most haunted cities in America, Denise. Uh, Really? The most haunted? I can't imagine. Of course, I'm sure every city wants to try to make that claim. So there you go. It's filled with its share of haunted hospitals, theaters, and mansions. One of those mansions is the Brennan House. This home is a three-story Victorian home. It was built in 1868. In 1884, the Brennans moved to Louisville and paid $12,000 for the property. Imagine buying a mansion for $12,000. I can't imagine buying a car for $12,000. Well, we've got our mansion hooked up to the back of our car. (laughs) This is true, yeah. So we almost paid that for our little pop-up. No, I'm like, I looked at that amount and I went, holy cow, we paid that much for our pop-up. <laughs> a little bit different than a mansion. And ours is one of the smallest pop-ups. It, I think it is actually the smallest pop-up you can buy. Mr. and Mrs. Brennan had eight children. Bless that woman. The home stayed in the family for many years because several of the children lived in it their entire lives. Denise, I, I can't say that I lived in any home my entire life. Not even close. 
Absolutely not. I was moving around as soon as I could move. And apparently, some of those children still live there in the afterlife. Apparitions have been seen or felt in several rooms of the house. These rooms include the main hallway, the first floor parlor, and Dr. John Brennan had a medical office there. He seems to be hanging out in his office still. The children had a playroom on the third floor where supernatural things happen as well. The landmark building dates back to 1855, and the ghosts that hang around this building are said to have a good nature and mostly perform poltergeist type of activity. The Bell of Louisville is a haunted steamship. So again, another thing that's similar to Chattanooga. They have uh, Chattanooga had the Delta Queen. We've got the Bell of Louisville here. Captain Winters captained this ship when it was known as the Idlewild, and he requested it be renamed after his death. That did not stop him from tracking it down later in the afterlife. The captain still apparently hangs out on the Bell of the Louisville. And as we mentioned, when we did the Louisville Mega Cavern, there is a Native American girl that haunts that area. We didn't see her or feel her. It was cold in that place, so even if there was a ghost, I don't know that we would have been able to tell the difference. Yeah, what would a cold spot feel like in a cold place? You know, would it be a warm spot? Because we have heard that some ghosts do present as a warm spot, so I wonder if that would happen in somewhere like that. And while we were on the tour, they did have some pictures of different areas, and in one of the pictures, the reason why they know this girl's down there haunting the place is they captured her on film. And it was a pretty compelling picture. Absolutely. She was up really high on this little ledge thing where a child could not get up. So it wasn't like some child crawled up there and got a picture. And you can distinctly see her form. And we will post that picture on the website as well. Now, unfortunately, we don't know her story. We don't know why she's down there. As we said, these are man-made structures. So it's not like these were caverns that the Indians had lived in for a short period of time or something. So I don't know if she died above but this is hundreds of feet below the ground so very interesting don't know why she's there would love to know that story of course i guess you'd have to get a psychic or something to go in there because how else would you find out the story absolutely and if by chance anybody out there listening knows more of her story we would love for you to email us and and tell us because we're very curious as to why she's there and the mega caverns were used as a fallout shelter specifically during the Cuban Missile Crisis. And I have to say, just looking at the little display they had set up there with cots and fake fires, I think Denise and I both agreed we'd rather be vaporized. Yes, it looked very dreary. It kind of looked like just slight fires going around. You're like, this could be very disease-ridden. And they just had they had to walk around with like Geiger counters to try to find radiation if that were to happen. So it did not look like any survival and then you come up afterwards Diane and I spoke about it later and there's nothing left up here either and they were very strict first of all only 55,000 people were able to go down there and you had to be somebody important or a politician all of them were men except for 2,000 who were women and children your rations they had enough for 10 years they expected to have to stay down there for five years but they wanted to make sure they had plenty of food and Denise and I were discussing after we did the tour that Well, you may only need five years underground before you can come back up and the fallouts moved out. But the food would all be contaminated. The animals would all be contaminated. So I don't know that you could eat anything anyway. So I don't know that 10 years of food would be enough. But they rationed it so strictly. Ladies, 1,100 calories a day for you. Men, 1,700 calories for you. The bare minimum that the human body can survive on. So we're thinking dysentery, all kinds of stuff. 
it doesn't seem like it'd be a good scenario. Absolutely not. And that's basically what our guide said is that it was just enough to keep you from starving to death, but not really to thrive or to be able to build up anything. One of the more famous haunted locations in Louisville is Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Denise and I made the drive up to the location, and as we'd been discussing before we got here, we were going to do a live video up there. We had all these big plans, and then we got there, and we were obviously too late to take a day tour. We knew we would be able to do a day tour, but we thought that there would be like a parking area, and we could take pictures from there or something, but no. We were at the bottom of a long driveway. There was a bunch of signs that said no trespassing. There was a chain up, and the trees are so thick around it that you can hardly even see it. We saw maybe a couple of windows and some bricks, so we couldn't even see the place. So we were quite disappointed that we couldn't get pictures, we couldn't do a video, do a live shot, any of that. So we'll probably have to plan to go back there and definitely schedule the day tour. I know I'm not going in there at night. (laughs) The stories of hauntings here are numerous. The property was first home to a school and later the sanatorium was open to care for those sick with tuberculosis. Like every other sanitarium that we have discussed up in past podcasts, Waverly Hills had its own zip code and was self-contained. It was built in the Gothic style and cared for patients until 1961. It then became a home for geriatric patients and was finally closed by the state in 1981. Now, the reason for it to be so haunted, I guess, is just because so many people passed away from tuberculosis. And as we discussed with our other uh, sanatoriums is that it was a very lonely place. You were The reason why they were self-contained is nobody wanted these people anywhere near them. It was kind of being like lepers, I guess. Yes, that very much so. Just separating them from society, from people, from contact. And so it was a pretty dreary existence. Hauntings at Waverly Hills include a ghost named Timmy that likes to roll balls. Timmy was a six or seven-year-old boy who died at Waverly Hills but has yet to move on. Visitors often bring toy balls to the hospital and invite the ghostly child to play. The balls sometimes move without any seeing help. There are shadow people and disembodied screams. Room 502 is haunted by a woman. She was a pregnant nurse who committed suicide in that room. Apparently a doctor got her knocked up and then shunned her, and so I guess that was her way of handling it. We've heard that she not only hung herself in there, but also that she threw herself out a window, so... Nobody's sure exactly how she went about committing suicide. There are underground tunnels here as well, just like all the other sanitariums. And these tunnels are nicknamed the Death Tunnel. Supplies were run through them, but so were dead bodies. Unexplained noises, shadows, disembodied footsteps, and creepy EVPs are reported in these tunnels. So, is Louisville haunted? Are all these just figments of people's imagination? Or is it somewhere you need to go and find? That is for you to decide. And if you want to check out more about History Goes Bump, you can do that at historyghostbump.com. It's got our archives, where you can find us on the internet, from social media, where you can listen to the show. You can donate to the show there, shop at the Emporium. Lots of great stuff. Make sure you check it out. And if you want to give us any feedback, tell us any information that we may not already know, or suggest a location, where can they contact us, Denise? They can contact us at historygoesbump at gmail.com. And we are traveling through the state of Indiana today. It's a beautiful state. Never been here before. The sun is actually shining today. It's still pretty cloudy, but at least it's not raining. Camping, rain, mud, and two dogs 
is a lot of fun. <laughs> so we're relieved for that. We are heading to Chicago. We are looking forward to checking out Chicago. The only thing we've ever done there is hung out in O'Hare, basically. So I'm looking forward to seeing a little bit about the city there. We will be doing our own tour and hitting a lot of great sites there. So we'll be sharing those with you on the next podcast. And we'll probably shoot some videos, too, just because we promised you guys we're going to do that. We haven't had a chance, so we're going to do that. Of course, we're at the whim of technology and where we can get Wi-Fi and that kind of thing. But we're trying our best to bring you on the road with us. Hope you guys have been having a good time. We know we have been. I have been your host, Diane. And this has been Denise. You take care now. Bye-bye.